0: Good morning, Yotam. Good Vokerte. morning, Chandra. How are you?
1: I'm perfect. Beautiful winter morning.
0: Yeah, we are in winter, January. So welcome, everybody, back to Zen Odyssey Food and Mood. I have a very special treat for everyone. We're going to do, Yotam and I, it, or We're going to talk about the immune system and winter time, and particularly how Chinese medicine thinks about and treats wintertime ailments, colds, flus, the immune system. So we're going to get all into all these topics today.
1: Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zas, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead. High five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there.
0: I first want to talk a little bit about how I know Yotam. We met when we were working on a Midburn project. Midburn is the Israeli burning man about, I think it was six or seven years ago. And so we have become great friends ever since. And every time we get together, we're always talking about health and how, how we can live in harmony with nature and what things, what we're always like, we're always having these amazing conversations about like what the body does and what the mind does to the body. And so I wanted to start a conversation with Yotam and see what happens. So we're here to have fun and talk about health and the immune system. So Yotam, do you wanna give a little bit of a, he, so he, Yotam is a doctor, a, a traditional Chinese medicine doctor so Yotam Tamari, I, I know him as Yotam. So would you like me to call you doctor, <laughs> Dr. Yotam?
1: <laughs> if it feels comfortable.
0: Technically, you're a doctor. It's amazing. Doctor, Dr. Doctor Yotam, would you like to tell us a little bit about you and, and introduce yourself?
1: Yes, please. Thank you. So I finished my uh, four years course uh, two years ago, and I'm working in uh, health insurance and um, working there as a Tuina physician. Tuina, that's the physical therapy of the Chinese medicine. And it works on the uh, meridian, on the channels that runs uh, all of our energy, which connects each channel to uh, the organ, to a, f- a physical uh, internal or- organ. So um, this art and... and theoretical um, method really touches me and I really identify with that um, uh, teaching and I'm all thrilled and inspired by that and it's a it's like a long way on on it's a really long way to the future of the Chinese medicine because it's written down that each physician that's learning Chinese medicine will never Will never um, came across with the whole uh, with the whole uh, theory. It's a really big thing. So for me, it's like a it's a journey. It's a journey of um, of learning and and really uh, coming more close to uh, give a really accurate diagnosis and and treatments.
0: Beautiful. So
1: and I'm looking forward to speak with you and and to share some of my insights, and to go deeper into that um, big topics of um, health. Nice. So yeah, and you. actually,
0: I want to share a little bit. I This is actually the first time that I've really brought Chinese medicine onto my listeners and into my thing. So I have found in my health and my healing journey, Chinese medicine has been a big part of how I've helped myself and how I think about health and so I'd love for you to maybe explain a little bit about how Chinese medicine like I know this is like a really big question but like just so that because it's kind of like we're introducing Chinese medicine to this so what's like kind of a way that you can describe how Chinese medicine thinks about health or thinks about our body like can you give a couple sentences
1: yes so we need to understand uh, the history of Chinese medicine, and the history comes from a time where people were, were really um, adventurous and and explore nature and observe nature. Um, they say it was the the longest human uh, human exploration and and exploration about nature. People observe for centuries just observe nature and from that they came to a conclusion that they are part of nature. It means that the laws of nature applies on them exactly how they apply on a plant or animal or on the soil. So the understanding of Chinese medicine is that the body and the man, the person, is a microcosmos of the macrocosmos. So as much as we can close to the to the essence of nature and the laws of nature so we can apply it on ourselves and really uh, extract uh, information about how nature applies on us and how and how we are um, connecting with that essence.
0: Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. Yeah, I love I love that. From what I remember learning about this, is it like the when how Chinese medicine was created was a lot of observation of nature and then applying how does those same laws apply internally inside of our body? Could you give an example of like, let's say, since our topic today is going to be the immune system, like how how would that relate to the immune system? How, how does Chinese medicine think about the immune system in the body with in correlation to nature yes. or even winter time, the time of year?
1: So the immune system in Chinese medicine is a shield wall. It's a really shield wall that you have a few uh, internal organs which directly connected to that idea, which is the lung and the the liver. The lungs are um, associated and in charge of the pores on the skin and we know Western medicine that the pores open up and closes, and that action, it's only an action of the immune system. So if we understand that the skin and the pores are connected to the immune system, it means that that the body can shut itself down and open up. So it uses that uh, action to extract uh, heat and unhealthy energy, or to maintain like, and recycle like that heat let's say a fever and in the opposite like in winter time the body wants to keep uh, the energy inside and recycle that heat so it maintain uh, closing the pores so if you understand that the immune system is a shield wall so it's really it's really uh, connected to to the whole body to the whole person if the body and the person feels whole and have a really good confidence about himself about his action and he doesn't feel uh, limited in life so the the immune system and the shield wall will be the same I'm not in limited. the winter
0: time and in the summer time is that what you're saying like throughout yeah. the entire year the, the the shield will be the same
1: Yes, okay. and now after that we can connect and, and go further and and explain how the mental uh, how the mental um, um the mental um, state connects to the immune system as long as the food and the physical.
0: So yeah, please jump into that. So how does the, the way that we think or the way that we're seeing the world, the way that our mind is working, the thoughts we're having, how does that affect our immune system?
1: Okay, so before the immune system, the thoughts and the mind in Chinese medicine connects to the heart. And if And the most simple understanding about the heart, which is that's the organ, that sends life into each and every cell in our body. It gives a code of life into every cell. So if I have a mental state of shame, shame and guilt about my life, about my actions, so that state of mind directly and and immediately connects with the heart. So that's the code that the heart's sending into each and every cell, that it has can shame I, into
0: So can I, so if the mind is thinking thoughts and having a perception of, that's, that's feeling guilty and shame, so then that would affect the heart and kind of diminish it and make it kind of like inward and like not give the heart power? Is that kind it's, of like?
1: It's, it's really limited the, the potential of life that the heart can give. So it's kind of like dampens
0: the energy. Like if the heart's the, if the heart's the organ that kind of gives energy to all of the other systems and if shame and guilt kind of diminish that, the power of the heart. So it just makes the entire body, including the immune system weaker.
1: Okay. So the emotions are in charge of the heart. And, but still the emotion doesn't, we control our emotion because I can really think now and, and act like I'm angry. that's a choice. So if i'm if I'm understanding that I'm in charge of that uh, emotional state, it means that it doesn't control me. And if I'm giving the the emotion, the charge and uh, to, to be in charge, it means it means that I'm uh, boundarying myself into that force and that force of emotional. It doesn't mean that it, it, it doesn't good, but in the long term, it's really weakened and limited the potential of us feeling whole, because the emotional state in a healthy states it's liberated, it's happiness and love, and if it means that I have shame and, and what's that? That's expansion, that's the whole, that's the, the feeling of whole. It's the, the life of,
0: force it's the energy yes the feels vitality and,
1: and gives us expansion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all the negative let's say um negative um um outcomes of the other emotions like shame guilt anger sadness all of that emotions gives a, an energy um an energy um Movement, which is contraction. How long can we be in contraction? Is this our really true nature to be only in contraction? So the Chinese medicine said that the heart is like an emperor and the emperor needs to be happy and loving for all of his um, uh, people. And if the emperor is sad and angry, he cannot treat his people. He cannot give his love and caring for all. So this this is really an uh, interesting and um, and profound uh, understanding about our emotion and how it affects our heart, which is the most uh, important organ in our body. So and our um, and what's sad about it that our um, that our culture doesn't um, encourage us to make peace with our, with our with our emotion. Doesn't give us tools to just to understand that we control that.
0: Yeah, you're you're speaking exactly my language. This is like the really the heart of how I work with my clients is like really understanding how much our mind and the way that we think we really do have a lot more control than most of us understand about how we feel. And then it's not just about like repressing our bad feelings. It's about really being being aware that we have there's a, for what I teach is that there's a one thing about like looking at how you're seeing things and choosing your thoughts, but then it's also about allowing the hard feelings to be felt, the sadness, the anger, like it's important to allow those to be part of our life. And that, that really is the baseline of creating like an internal reality that's healthy, like whether it's both in the mind and in the emotional. And I'm actually really curious what you have to say. I know that you're talking about shame and guilt, but I'm curious what you have to say about stress. Stress is a big piece that I teach and work with my clients. I think, uh, like that. I mean, you go to a doctor and a doctor, or Western doctor, and they'll say, you know, well, stress. You need to stress less. But no one really understands what that means. And I think st- Chinese medicine has a lot of perception of the the connection between our physical body and our physical ailments in connection to our emotions. And and I would say, put stress in there, right, th- with there. So I'm curious if you have anything to say about stress and the immune of system.
1: Of course. So stress is directly connected to the immune system. And stress is the number one cause of weakening the, the immune system. And I can explain um, more of the Western uh, medicine uh, view about it. So the uh, immune system divided into a few um, systems and one of uh, the three systems. And one of them is the autonomic, the autonomic system. The autonomic system speaks about autonomic. I'm not thinking about it, it's a part of me that's a really um, um, long way back in history, a system that evolved to, to, um, to, help, us, to help us survive. It's a more um, survival mode in our, in our DNA, that's coded in our DNA. So the autonomic system divided also the two, parasympathetic, and sympathetic and it's really uh, it's really um the duality the parasympathetic that's the calm the body if the body is in a state of parasympathetic so the digestive is working the blood is flowing inward the heart uh, slows down the breathing also slows down and really open up and get deeper and um, there's less activities on our brain. The neuron, uh, it has less stimulation, less impulses that come inside of our brain.
0: Less stress.
1: Yes. So it means (laughs) that the parasympathetics means that the body doesn't... um, The body doesn't... um, Rega?
0: Can can I?
1: Yes. In parasympathetic, the body doesn't um, put effort into uh, processing information in the most simple way. And in sympathetic, sympathetic, this is stress. It means a flight or flight mode. Sympathetic. It means that the the blood, the blood will rush into the limbs. Uh, the heart rate will, will uh, get up, the liver will stop digesting, the, the, the stomach will stop digesting, um, the kidneys will run uh, stronger 10 times more. Wow. So it means, and the body is getting ready to put a lot of information, a lot of impulse into the brain and to process it really fast, really strong and get into action really, really fast. And that's both systems balancing each other all the time. So, so stress means that the sympathetic uh, system works, that the body is now ready to, to deal with things.
0: And how does that affect the nervous, the, sorry, the immune system? How does that state okay. of stress, the state of sympathetic affect the immune system?
1: So on the long term, on the long term, when the body and the person is getting stuck into a state of stress,
0: chronic because of stress,
1: culture, because of uh, his environment, because of uh, emotional uh, struggling. So it means that the body is constantly in the sympathetic way. So it means so on the long term that his digestive won't work. Um, uh, it won't digest um, naturally. The body thinks, okay, I'm in stress. Let's digest really fast, extract what we need, mainly sugar, and, and continue. So on the long term, what happens is that the kidneys are extracting both a two hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. Mm-hmm. So on the long term, when the body is getting stuck, the the gland doesn't um, doesn't make um, um, it just always extract these hormones to the blood. So on the long term, the body is getting weakened from the state of always uh, dealing with information. It, kinda, it couldn't deal with so much information. So the so the immune system always keeps us uh, in balance and. Le- we said about the shield wall. So if the body is in constant war on the long term, it will um, abuse all of his resources. And then in a reaction to that, the immune system will get weakened. Because if cortisol and adrenaline is in the blood in a really uh, big amount, so the immune system immediately goes down. It's like uh, balancing also between them. So as we speak about emotion state and about our uh, mental state, so if the sympathetic uh, system is getting stuck, it will affect our mental state. It goes both ways. I can affect the, the sympathetic system with my emotion, and also with the sympathetic uh, system, it goes and affects our emotion, and that feeling that I'm on a duty, I always have to 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 bring um, to bring um, profit into my action, and the parasympathetic says no profit, only being, only now. There's nothing besides me. So, so if we are understanding that there is two system autonomically that working always in our body, so we can help the system balancing itself. Let's take an example for coffee, okay? Coffee, um, caffeine activates the adrenal gland, which is in the kidneys. And when the adrenal gland is working, when we are drinking coffee, the the kidneys work 12 times more than in natural state. So if the kidneys are working really strongly, the adrenal gland will extract adrenaline and cortisol. So for that time, so for these few hours after drinking coffee, the body will be, if we want or not, in a sympathetic way, in a a sympathetic system will work more uh, aggressively. So people, let's take an example, a coffee shop. People are coming as a social event to come and relax and drink coffee with their friends. So they're sitting, a bunch of people inside of a place. They all want to relax. They're all drinking coffee. So for the external, they're happy, they're speaking, everything is okay. But on the inside,
0: their body's getting jacked up.
1: Everything is, is really uh, working intensively.
0: Wow. So... I mean, this is a little bit of a side tangent, but like, it, it, but I, I mean, I love talking about coffee. And a lot of people ask me, like, what is my health perspective on coffee? And I personally love coffee. I have a small love affair with coffee. So, from a Chinese medicine perspective, or from your perspective, coffee creates a state of stress in the body, a state of sympathetic, and to only, some, and to only some because reason,
1: it reacts to the adrenal gland.
0: Right. And to some degree, weakens the body's systems, all the systems, including the immune
1: system? So if we're drinking one coffee a day, not in our, um, not in evening time. So the body really can, um, it can digest it. It can work through it. If it's only one coffee during the day and not on an empty stomach, it's it's not that of a big deal but people really rely, uh, rely on coffee that gives them fuel. So the Chinese medicine looks at that as heat. The, our body always recycling heat. We're really uh, relying on our uh, body temperature to maintain a balanced homostasis. So let's take our example of our stomach as a fire, as a campfire, okay? So if I'm asking myself which fuel I'm giving my campfire, I'm giving logs, really big logs that can fuel the campfire for a few hours or I'm, I'm taking like a really flammable um, straws and throw them into the fire. They're giving me a big show and then they're weakening the... The campfire so that's what coffee is doing
0: coffee is the straw yeah and it a log would a be m- like food like nourishing exactly
1: food. exactly
0: do you want to talk a little I, I would love to hear your opinion on how food affects the immune system
1: yes so you can explain me more about that about how each diet really needs to be fit into every person and why is that because food has essence as well as vegetables fruits meat um, carbs each and every um, type food has an essence
0: can you describe what a essence is would you say that essence is like an energy yes. like heat or cold or exactly. what, what is... exactly exactly okay. or, or dry so or most, wet
1: so the most easy way to think about is, uh, essence of food about his temperature like if i'm eating a cucumber what will happen in my body the cucumber is full with fluids and and so also, the
0: it's also cooling right cucumbers are cooling
1: exactly it's really cooling so for a person that uh, has a lot of stress and a lot of heat and let's say he sweats a lot so i will think about the cucumber that gives that gives him an essence of cool Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so and let's say about a person that um, has anemia so i want to give him an a food with essence that's um nourish like meat like um fat that gives the blood really um um like yes. builds the
0: blood that helps bring energy. energy and build build from what i know about anemia is it's like you want to build the blood you want to foods and diets it's like building the blood yeah which someone with anemia is generally like on the colder side and on the more inward and kind of weaker side so you want the like strength building which meat i think is one of the easiest strength building or blood building foods
1: mhm so so if so if i'm understanding and i'm diagnosis, the cause the person suffering from his immune system, if the cause is um, overheat, if the cause is over uh, emotional state, if I'm understanding that he's not eating enough and he doesn't have time to eat, so I really need to give uh, the specific and accurate food that gives him the essence that now he needs an, in, an invite to his life like what what his subconscious tell me in the interview when i'm speaking with him what's what's coming from his words what's the need that's coming from his words so if i'm simple that like if a person come and tells me i couldn't i i, I can't uh, fall asleep at night Then I'm asking him, and he said, yeah, I'm working 12 hours a day, really uh, intense. So I want to give him something calm, something that will uh, ground him. So that's foods that uh, will take a long time to digest. That he can sit at the house, the stomach will be full, and you will feel heavier.
0: The heavier foods. Yeah. So... If we're going to, if we get, if we hone in. So I think you're talking about the immune system, like in general, like at any time of year, what about like the immune system, like in the winter time, like, is there, would you say like. In a general sense for everybody in the winter time where the temperatures drop, the weather changes, the daylight hours change, how, how does the winter play into our immune systems and how can we best support it?
1: So, if we spoke, we spoke before about, um, about laws of nature, which applies on us. So we see that in winter time, what happens that there's less light outside. There is less energy outside. All the plants are stopping. They're not growing. They're saving their energy. So winter time speaks about saving energy um and besides saving energy also saving cold into summertime saving what saving cold the temperature yes
0: Ah, like storing storing cold in our body yes i've never heard that before
1: so it means that we are really the cold is essential a lot of people afraid of cold they don't want to go outside um they say it will, um, I hate cold. Um, I'm not getting along with cold, but that's all in their mind. Because when we are exposed to cold, it, it runs the body into, their, their, um, into the sense that now I need to save my energy.
0: Doesn't the cold also activate our defense system? Like?
1: Yes, if we spoke like- before about the pores, so the cold closes the pores and then the body is getting into a state that now i need to save my energy i need to recycle my warmth so so if if the person is really uh, aligned with the energies of winter it will it will uh, happens well it will happen without putting an effort like if a person is so in Chinese medicine, in the, in the most um, way back um, uh, studies and writing, it says that in winter time, a person needs to, to go to sleep really early and get up really late. In like each a bear. Season. Why is that? Because that's the time when there's least uh, light and least warmth. And that's okay to save our energy and to sleep more. And in summertime, he says the opposite. He said, go to sleep late and get up early because the body doesn't need it. So, so if, if we're looking at our culture that nothing has really changed during the season, and let's say it's like a person that's working in high tech in the office for 12 hours, and he's year, year round, year and in around. the winter. Also in the winter time as, and he's sitting in the air condition. So he will go outside after the air condition that he, he was well, cozy in- and nice.
0: In English, we call it the the heat, the cooling, heating system and and air conditioning is the in English. It's the cool. It's like what we use in the summertime.
1: Oh, okay. In
0: the winter, we use the heater. But you're talking about like the temperature control when we live in an environment or an office building or our homes that are temperature controlled. We're not exposed to the different temperatures, what you're saying. Exactly.
1: So offices creates microclimate. Inside of the office. And each and every office is like a big uh, story building for the whole year around. The body will feel dry, really heat and dry, like drought. It's like really summertime, really, really dry and, and hot. That's what the body feels. So after that 12 hours, he go outside and he's experiencing. And during that 12 hours time, his pores are completely open because it's hot. And then he go outside and it's really cold. And then the body closes down really strong the, the pores. And that gives the immune system the state of stress because it happened really radically. And if I'm not warming my house, if I'm not warming my house with the, the heating um, And I'm coming inside of the house or I'm not warming my bed and I'm coming inside of my bed which is cold and I have more times during the day when I'm exposed to cold so the pores will close and open more uh, naturally and not in a radical um, action.
0: And not in a stressed reaction. Exactly. So I think what you're saying is that one of the ways to support our immune system is to be more in tune with the times of year and the temperature changes.
1: Like in summer, just- like in summer, it's really good to sweat in summer. It's really good to sit outside and you're feeling hot and you're feeling sweat. That's really healthy and not sitting inside in the- when connected- the air condition is uh, working
0: okay what other so so it sounds like what part of what you're saying is that one way that we can help our immune systems and help our bodies in the winter time is actually to expose ourselves more often to cold to be more with nature
1: with wisely like to to put really good clothes and to go outside every day 15 minute walk just the face and the hands will be exposed to the to the cold like
0: tell your body it's winter time. It's time to like, this is the time of year that this is what we're doing. The other and things that's are, okay.
1: And right? also to tell myself, that's okay. It's cold, it's cold and that's okay. It won't be that way always.
0: And then sleeping, to sleep more in the winter time, give ourselves the permission to really rest that it is the time of year to really spend that extra time sleeping and resting and going inward. What other things are great for the immune system in the winter time?
1: Warming our body internally uh, from from the inside, internally less less from the external. So let's say I'm drinking more tea, using more um, uh, cinnamon cinnamon stick, heating which spices, warms the body, or mm-hmm. ginger. Eat up, chewing up ginger and swallow it, or eating foods. That I cooked for a long time, like stews and um, meat, is also really good in winter time. It's okay to eat meat in winter time because the digestive, to digest wheat and meat, the body extracts and produces a lot of heat from it. Um, and also to really um, to be careful about exposing our internal and the, the cent, our center into cold. Let's say not sitting on a cold floor um, for a long time, because that's really weakened. They, it brings cold into the internal. And we want only the external to be exposed to cold.
0: And the external being like the limbs, and the face and the core, the the torso of the body, to always stay warm. Okay. Yeah, I love I love vests for that reason. For me, with my little one, I'm like I'm like okay if parts of her body are cold, but keep the I know that the kidneys on the back are really important to keep warm, especially in the winter. And like I really think a vest is like a great thing to like it keeps the center warm, but it doesn't like overheat the entire body.
1: Yes. So if if we're feeling cold we can always put our hands below our uh, belly button. Below our belly button, two two fingers apart from our belly button, downwards, it's well the center of the small intestine organ. The small intestine organ, it's the most hot organ in our body. It's close to 40 degrees. And the body temperature is 37, 36.5 degrees. So it means that the whole torso relies on the heat of the small intestine. So really um, cool exercise to do is just to put the hands on the skin below the belly button for five minutes and to observe how the hands becoming hot, really hot.
0: Ah, I was so going to ask, was- what if your hands are cold, but you're saying that actually the, that part on our body is actually going to heat our hands up?
1: Yes, cool. always, always. And that's a really um, quick method to bring our body into center and to send inward into the immune, um, to the autonomic system, past empathetic, calm, ground ourselves. Because we are putting our hands, which all, most of our information come from our hands and feet and face and our um, Uh, senses so we are bringing the senses inwards we are pointing our senses inward so that really calms the body
0: i in my when i'm curious if you agree with this way i would interpret it as like kind of like connecting with ourself it's like instead of our energy going out and connecting with everything else it's kind of like a physical exercise of like internally connecting with our core ourself Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Do
0: you have anything else you want to say about winter time?
1: Yes. So I said before that the body saves cold to summertime and it works also backwards. So if a person doesn't, it really, um, if a person really avoids being in cold during winter time, it means that in summertime, he will suffer more from the heat. Because as much as we expose to cold in winter, it gives our body a resistance and resilience to to stand into a a really big heat. And also it goes backwardly. So so to break down, so it's really important to break down the, the reference into seasons and more look at it as a way that seasons balancing our body and we just need to be tuned into the seasons and we doesn't have to have a reference because each season has its beauty, each season has his unique um, uh, values that we need to harvest, that we need to uh, understand how this season affects me, how this season doing good into my body.
0: To be in alignment, to work with the seasons and to incorporate and bring in the different energies and essences of the seasons into our, into our internal environment and our so, being.
1: So my advice for that will be to break down that, um, to break down the reference. It's really important.
0: What do you mean the reference? What does reference mean?
1: I really love the summer. In summertime, I can go to the beach and see friends. I hate winter. Winter Mm. is bad. I can't see friends. I'm always cold. Reference. I love summer. I hate winter.
0: So more to like have the mindset and realize the importance of the season and to appreciate the season for the energies and for the 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 balance of the whole year of all the seasons to find a love for every season to find a reason and an appreciation for the different energies of the different seasons
1: and if we're speaking about the values of winter winter speaks about contraction about saving energy not being an expanded way so winter time that's the best time to make big decisions to plant seeds to plant seeds that now we want to to see um, evolving and uh, giving fruits in summertime. So that's the best time to do a, uh, to think about our life, to think about what we want in life and how and what we want to change.
0: I I, lo- I haven't thought about this concept, but I learned about it many, many years ago, but the importance of kind of exactly what you're talking about of Of being inward, spending more time at home, spending more time sleeping, and in in a certain way, spending more time dreaming and visioning, and really figuring out what is it that that's important to me, and then carrying it out the rest of the year through the seasons that have different energies, like the summer has more outward energy, more daylight hours to produce and create, but it starts with the winter time of really visioning and dreaming and getting clear on what is it that I want to create this year. It kind of, it also is kind of funny how it lines up with like new year's resolutions, you know, in January, it's like the people, everybody kind of like tends towards like, think about, well, what do I want to change this year? What do I want to make happen this year? And then that is the time of year to, to get clear on that and to go inward. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. So I want to ask you what, I mean, we didn't really even talk about, so maybe you can talk a little bit, of, touch on it. Like what happens? Oh, I have a few questions, but what happens when you get sick? What do you do like Chinese medicine wire in your personal practice? What do you do when you get sick in the winter time for helping and supporting your body?
1: So, so what am I doing? The win- when I'm, when I'm a, uh getting a, an illness, so I need really to be, to listen to my body, what it needs now. And really what it needs is less food, rest and water. We need to, to be more simple during, um, during illness time. And also it's really important to give as much less information to process for the body less screens less um
0: conversation work
1: con- conversations also saving an, an energy and extracting the illness out outside so what am i doing especially winter time is ginger ginger it's one of the best thing and simple things to gives our body and um, what it needs during sickness and I'm speaking about chewing, chewing the ginger.
0: just going to ask you, how do you, so how do you intake ginger? You make a slice and you just chew a slice of ginger?
1: Really small slice, chew it up really, 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 really good. After I'm feeling that my nose is getting open and my ears are getting open, all the pores and the senses are getting uh, stimulated. And then I'm, I'm swallowing the, what I chew.
0: What about ginger tea? What do you, what's your or or cooking with ginger? Are they yeah,
1: perfect? And then afterwards chew it up.
0: <laughs> but the but and- the medicinal quality is a thin slice, chew it and allow it to affect the head, and then also go into the digestion.
1: Yeah. And also one I'm thinking about really important thing to do is showers. To do few showers a day which mostly the shower would be in hot water and the end will be in cold water. It's like I'm opening the pores, opening the pores. It helps the body to extract, to extract, to extract. And then I'm giving some cold water to close the pores, not to leave them open because that will leave the body in a state which it's stuck on the, on the to extract. And it doesn't need always to extract.
0: That's really interesting to me. So I'm a really big hot spring person and water person. I love hot baths and hot springs and, you know, and I've always, and I've heard that and I've, I've been played with it with my own body that like, it's way better to end on cold. And so I think you're explaining why it's good to end on cold is because it actually closes our pores and kind of puts us back into balance. Is that a, and, it kind of, and it, I've also heard that cold also stimulates the immune system. A balance of hot cold kind of like gives that energy and stimulates the immune system.
1: Yeah. So this is, this is a really beautiful duality. Because when we are taking a hot shower, we are relaxed. We are like jelly. It's all, it's all calm. But what really happens inside that the body, the, the heart is rating really fast. And why is that? because the, the water is hot and the heart always needs to stay in a, in a balanced temperature. And when the temperature is rising, so the body needs to put more effort to cool the heart. A lot of time when we're getting inside of the shower, we are showering and then we need to pee. And that's, that pee is to balancing the temperature in our body so and when we're getting a cold shower immediately we're hmm, wow it's cold. wow what i'm doing but what happens truly is that it calms all the system down and that sharpness that's truly brightness that's it's brightening that's re-cleansing really our mind that's a really strong cleansing so, and then the pores are getting closed. And we said that the, syst- that the immune system really relies on the pores. So we are sending a message to the immune system by controlling our pores. So because of that, being uh, doing cold showers really helps the immune system by um, um, balancing, the, balancing the, the pore opening and closing.
0: So would you say that even when someone is sick, when they're, start, they're fighting a cold or a flu or something, to take the hot shower and still end on cold, even when they're sick?
1: Always, because- always. And if they're not sick and they're able and they have the, the mentality to, to explore, to take cold showers. Because just cold showers. Just cold showers and breathe into it. <sighs> Always breathe, always breathe. As long as we're breathing, we can maintain that coldness. And it's really important to give that to the body.
0: Yeah, and I think also having like going, looping all the way back to the beginning like having that mindset and realizing that this cold is actually really good for my body and really healthy for my body and even having that mindset because like part of our brain says there's something going wrong and this is uncomfortable, get out of here. But actually kind of overriding that that, that thoughts, those, that, that thought process and saying, no, actually, this is really good for my immune system. It's really good for my entire being is to. And so be like breathing is kind of a way of accepting and like calming down our paras or our sympathetic nervous system and, and uh, invigorating the parasympathetic nervous system. Like breath is one of the best ways to calm our body down. So I love that be in the cold shower, have that like closing contraction experience and then breathing and telling your body it's okay. And also mentally telling your body it's okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. So that, you, So when you're sick, ginger and water, hot and cold showers, water. And less
1: food and really and less, less food. food, less food and really simple food.
0: The easiest to digest, like the soups. Yeah
1: to choose something that I love to eat and eat and to eat that, like like I love eggs. So I'm making uh, scrambled eggs, eating scrambled eggs, just that. And then after a few hours, okay, I want something. And also to avoid um, cold foods during um, sickness, less salads, less fruits, more heated food, and really foods that I know that for me, it's really easy to digest.
0: And also from what I understand from Chinese medicine is that the dairy is also the, it's mucus forming and it's not great in the winter time or not great when we're sick. We're not great when our immune system is struggling. Do you want to say anything on, on that? Yes.
1: So if we said that the organs that rely, that um, really um, balancing the, and connected to the immune system is the lung and liver. So what's the lung is doing? It's really trying to uh, to get the illness and the poison out. And how is that? By um, fluids, by fluids, getting the fluids outside. The mucus. So, by mucus, exactly. So when we're drinking, co- uh, when we when we are consuming dairy. So in dairy, we you, you have the growth hormone for the baby cow, and that's his whole um, idea of that hormone is to um, to strong the the tendons. Um, so it has a lot of mucus that can stuck into that um, tissue, that connective tissue. And stronger and get the connective tissue stronger. So for the body, when we're consuming dairy, that growth hormone getting stuck into the ribs, between the ribs, and that mucus closes the the ribs. And if the ribs are closing, there there is less space for the lungs to expand. So there are spaces in the lung which are not expanding at all. And that creates more mucus that producing, not in a productive way. So the one that consuming dairy constantly have more mucus inside of their lungs.
0: Yeah, we eat like, we eat some dairy, not a whole lot, but for sure whenever, especially my little one, she's getting sick all the time right now. But um, we always cut out dairy as soon as she gets sick. Like she has some goat yogurt some days, not always, but like if she's sick, then we, we cut the dairy out immediately just because give her body the best chance.
1: You said the word, you said the word um, yogurt. 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 And that's something amazing. Yogurt is, was producing um, in really cold places like in Russia and Scandinavia, they use the dairy to heat themselves. And mm-hmm. how is that? They warm the yogurt. They consume the yogurt hot. And then the body doesn't um, um, save the mucus. And it really helps the body to digest the yogurt, which is, has a lot of fat inside. And the fat is really important to the body. And it really helps to to um, to maintain heat. And during time and culture, we're consuming yogurt. is cold.
0: So, would you recommend heating yogurt and eating hot yogurt?
1: I really doesn't. I, I really don't coming from that um, um, cultures. So I don't know how to consume them hot. But I was uh, lis- listening to a lecture from a Russian guy that he spoke about about uh, consuming dairy and how we consume it
0: and, and what's the proper to way
1: to consume it.
0: Nice. Cool. That's interesting. I'd love to, you to send me that podcast. I'd love to hear that. Maybe I'll include it in the show notes for this show too. Super interesting. Yeah. I, I love learning about how we used to consume foods. It's really, there's a lot to learn from how our ancestors used to Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, you know, the old cultures, how they used to consume foods. I know that we're getting close to the end of our time here. Is there are there anything that you would suggest to do specifically for kids in the winter time and immune system?
1: Yes, um, kids have a lot of energy, and some kids has the ADHD. I'm saying that because it's a complete false, um, and they have a tend to. A, to exercise and to be outside. And so for children which sweat more and they have the tendency to sweat, so to keep them safe, less sweating in winter time, it's really important because that brings more illness. Because Mm. when I'm sweating, the pores are open and then there's more cold can come inside. Mm.
0: To prevent them from getting sick.
1: Yes, and also, um what I can recommend for kids. Kids, kids are, are more smarter to ask them what their needs are now, what they need, what what they feel that they need now. That's I think it's it's really uh, for every season, but um, and also kids doesn't have the tendency to, to maintain their temperature, their body temperature. So just to see that they have enough clothing yeah. and...
0: Keep them warm.
1: Okay.
0: And same thing with big people as the diet, cut out the dairy, ginger, if they'll, if they'll take it or if they say yes. That-
1: ginger, time, gin, ginger is perfect for winter time always, whether you sick or not.
0: And for kids and adults
1: okay hot, it really helps food. it also helps the digestive really yes. um, strengthening the, the stomach beautiful okay
0: amazing thank you tom i have one yeah. last question for you yes so what is your favorite self-care like practice that you are doing right now and why like what are you doing in your daily life could be winter related or it could be something you do year-round actually be interesting to hear if you have a winter specific self-practice but what is something that you do and and why do you do it why do you love it what do you what what are the benefits of it
1: so for me that's more of being playfulness to remind myself to be playful because when I'm asking my heart, what, what, what do you really want? The heart just wants to be happy. It wants to, to play. And so I'm just keeping and reminding myself to be in, in that state of playfulness because in playf- playfulness, it's, it's an emotion. It's a real state of emotion. In that time of playfulness, it's we are only in the here and now and we are creating our, a reality. We're playing with imagination. And there's no limited there's no there's no laws in in playfulness. So I can be really open and and to play with myself as to do handstand to dance and and to do some crazy faces and to laugh. So that's that's healing for me because it really brings me back to childhood. In childhood, I just wanted to play. That's all I wanted.
0: I love, I love that you say this. I think playfulness is such an important energy and thing to create. And it's one of the things I've really enjoyed about having my little one is like to really take it as an opportunity for to let her constantly remind me to play and like how important fun is. And it's actually one of the questions I really love asking my clients too. Like when we get into you know, making lifestyle changes and food changes, and it can feel really heavy and serious. And I love asking the question: How can we make this fun? Like, I think bringing that funness into our daily life is like it makes life a lot more fun. <laughs> how can we? Because play that's with
1: it? the essence. That's the essence of life: to be happy and to enjoy life. That's that's all it is about. So most of the time, people forget that and. And they're all inside of that bubble of working and consuming and buying and all of that things which are important. But on the long term, they we, they keep us away from our essence.
0: And they diminish our health. Yeah, we can even loop it back from the very, very beginning talking about stress. You know, like when you're playful or when you're having fun, it's really hard to be stressed. You know, there's it's no like...
1: stress. There is no There is. There is complete flow. There is natural flow of energy, and that's yeah. beautiful.
0: Yeah, oh, I love. I love that you brought that in. That's beautiful. Amazing, Yotam, Tom. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I wanted to briefly say that. Um, we like, Yotam is an incredible practitioner. He does amazing acupuncture sessions and Twina. If you're in Israel listening to this, I highly recommend getting an in-person treatment with him. He's incredible. We'll put, do you have a, a email or a website? And I can also put it in the show notes. Do you want to say what that is?
1: So it's really still on the construction of the building, the, my internet site. But um, this year I will um, put out a lot of videos and information about uh, exercising, uh, healthy exercising, more from the world of Qigong and Tai Chi, and there's a lot to come.
0: Amazing. Yeah, speaking of things to come, we are also thinking of and figuring out how to collaborate and work together and creating a health team and helping people. So in the f- in near future, there'll also be an ability to work with Yotam through, if you go to my website, zenodyssey.com, you can find my website and also an app that we're now in the process of creating. And we're going to find a way to bring Yotam into there and to bring some videos and also video consultations where you can talk to Yotam and figure out what kind of imbalances you have and what kind of lifestyle changes and physical changes, habit changes that can support your body system coming into, as you say, like away from weakness and into like a strength, full energy place. So that's also to come. So stay tuned and yeah. Thank you so much, Yotam. This was amazing and fun. I really
1: enjoyed it. Thank you I very lo- much.
0: I love talking to you about health stuff. And so it's so fun to actually like do this in this setting and record it and make something of it. And so, yeah, I, I hope and I think this will be the first of many to come. So,
1: yes, Yay! please.
0: Yay! Thank you so much for your time energy, and your information and your heart. And yeah, thank you, Yotam.
1: Thank you very much for the opportunity.
0: My pleasure. All right. Well, see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful day and ciao.